Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut, and every Tuesday, you will be spending more time with me. <laughs> and sometimes, I will be bringing some friends along as I take you through various leading ideas that I find interesting and worthy of your time in the personal finance world today. I've decided to call this segment First Dips, hoping that you and I can get first dips on these leading ideas. Hey, Coconut. So yes, as uh, US-China continue to amp up their rhetoric and okay, maybe rhetoric is a bit lenient already. At this point in time, they really feel like they are fighting uh, and it really feels like we are getting uh, closer and closer to a huge-ass conflict mm, or maybe we are already in a conflict, right? But more importantly, I think today is a good time to talk a little bit about then how do you then put money in China without holding on to USD, right? Because... Uh, reality is the US dollar is the reserve currency of the day, but is it going to continue to be? Uh, I'm not too sure. And so I'm exploring the different options. Not saying that definitely it's not going to be, but it's just more like, so what are the options, right? Is it all just the US ADR tech stocks, Chinese tech stocks that I can buy? Can I get my shares directly in China? And what are the risks and reward factors that are at play? So yeah, that's for today's episode. I'm going to like do a little bit more about China. So welcome back. Another China episode. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So good morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, Bulbanging Financial Myths, discovering best financial practices and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately, empowering us greater life we love for managing our finances well. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Yorshi Financial Coconut. Welcome to my weekly segment, First Dips, where I bring you through some of the more interesting ideas. And today, we are going to spend some time to talk about investing in Chinese stocks. And it's not just the US ADR, there are many other ways to invest in Chinese stocks, but there are other risk-reward factors that you have to consider. So yeah, today we're going to talk all about it. Welcome back. If you have not checked out our other episodes, uh, you may want to check out, okay, I'm a like super big China observer, like because my Mandarin standards are like top-notch, lah, right? Okay. <laughs> well, very big help, bye. Uh. Say your Mandarin very good. Wow, but China is like like... China tak cakap Malayu, okay. But but anyway, okay. Although my Malay is bad, you know, um, at least my Mandarin is of good standards, right? So I can call myself truly bilingual, okay. Whereas I think most Singaporeans are barely monolingual. Whoa! <laughs> Don't cancel me. <laughs> but yes, my Mandarin standards are really good, and so I consume all the Chinese content in Mandarin, actually, right? So I consume their speeches in Mandarin. I consume the analysts, the intellectuals speeches in Mandarin. So I am essentially the translator in our network lah, to try to understand what they are saying. So I've covered quite a few things from going on market updates or even doing a breaking episode on what happened between who and, and C, all that stuff, right? So 
check them out. Uh, I'm a big observer and I am feeling the ground shift. Right? I'm feeling the ground shift in the sense that China is becoming more and more the center of trade, the center of commerce, even the center of finance. Right? It's happening. It's not now. It's not going to be like a now-now thing, but it feels like it's happening and uh, you see a lot of trade agreements, a lot of currency packs uh, signed between like Turkey, Iran, Saudi, 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 you know, they are like the leader of the oil world. And Saudi signed a trade pack or currency pack with RMB, right, with the yuan. So in other words, they are going to be, maybe it's the petrol yuan time, right? They're going to be transacting, you know, yeah, they're going to be transacting petrol in yuan, right? So it's a whole new world. Right? Things are changing, a lot of times we are too focused on the small little things day to day, which is fine because it is our own small little world that we live in. But the big things are showing signs, which is why I wanted to take today's episode to talk a little bit about China. Like, are there other ways to invest in China? And the answer, of course, is yes. Lah. If not, how can I like put three points together to do first dips, right? <laughs> Trust me, some, some content... I don't do because I cannot put together three points. I'm like, oh my God, what's the third point? What's the third point? Which is why third point always very short. Okay, but anyway, anyway, <laughs> for all you long-term listeners, you may have sensed it. But yes, uh, there are many ways to go about investing in the Chinese stock market. There are different risk, reward, you know, things that you need to look out for. And I'm going to start today's episode, okay? We don't talk so much, huh? We're going to start today's episode with first way to invest in Chinese stocks, of course, is the USADR, American Depository, right? So it is well established. A lot of people know that you can uh, use your broker that invests in the US to own things like Alibaba, you know, things like Tencent, you know, some of these other big tech stocks, Meituan. I think for a long period of time, everybody was shilling them, right? Way poor, right? So you can very readily do that. And there are, I think, about 150-something Chinese companies listed in the US ADR at this point in time. Maybe more will come down. I'm not sure, right? But because of the dispute, because of the, the friction that's going on with US and China, I do foresee some delisting risks, some problems here. That, that is not to say, okay, delisting risk doesn't mean like, oh, they just like buy back your shares at like a shit price, right? It, it may or may not be the case. The reality is financial markets, in at least in the stock market, has become very organized over the years, right? So they cannot randomly just give you a price and tell you to exit. Uh, and, and I think that's the last thing they want, right? If let's say the Chinese company were to delist, they would love to bring you to Hong Kong or bring you to Shanghai and Shenzhen with them, right? Rather than uh, give you a horrible price to, to buy back your stock in the US, they should come in with a fair price. But, but that's not, that not to say definitely what happened, right? So there's some, lo- some level of delisting. And I know some people may not like it, right? Because it's just causing you hassle and why bother, right? The sleepless nights. Because why? You need to understand in the first place why Chinese companies list in the US. And why not London? Why not like French? You know, uh, why not like Mexico? Why not Singapore, right? The reality is the US stock market gives a very serious premium to growth and tech stocks. Okay, very serious, higher than everyone else. Okay, growth and tech stocks. Which is why a lot of Chinese companies in the early days when they're trying to raise capital, they decide to go to the US. Okay, but today, you see all of them like bleed like mad. Hello? Right? So, they're very chalat now, right? So, they're losing money. They're not getting the premium that they used to get. Uh, and yeah, because of all these risks that people are uncertain about and, and all that, right? So, with all that, it becomes less and less of an incentive to be listed in the US. And I would even argue that 
that may be causing some problems for the Chinese companies. Because when you list in the US, a lot of them do double listing. Okay? So what happens is, they list in Shenzhen or Shanghai, or they list in Hong Kong, and then they double list in the US because they want to get the higher premium and all that, right? And the idea here is, although they are in two different markets and some point in time, they may have a different pricing, they will find an equilibrium because of this whole thing called arbitrage, right? When there's a price differential in two different markets, you buy one, sell the other, right? And then there'll be a balance, right? So, so all these arbitrages will essentially disappear. But what happens is if you are, in other words, right, the upward pressure on one side will cause the upward movement on the other side. Also, and the downward pressure on one side will cause the downward pressure on the other side also. So you can potentially argue that a lot of these Chinese stocks are struggling at this point in time because they are listed in the US. Because the US investors don't want them, they're throwing them out and it's affecting their prices in Hong Kong and Shanghai also. right? So this is a situation where I do foresee more and more Chinese companies dropping this US ADR model. They may not want it anymore. So whether you want it, that is uh, up to you to decide. Other factors to note is that most of these US uh, ADRs, which the Chinese companies, are actually in tech, right? Because like I said, right, they want the tech premium. But actually, China got a lot of other companies. They don't just have tech companies, right? So, so when you buy through this method, you only get a very small slither of China, Right? And there are many other things in China that are interesting from their consumer brands to their staples to their manufacturing. There are many other things that you can look out for that is not listed in the US ADR mechanics. Right? But I get it. It's very simple because almost all the brokerages that you, you use that gives you access to US will give you access to US ADR. Okay? Unlike the other uh, platforms that we're going to talk about later. Uh, another thing I think for all of us to note is that the dividend tax in US is about 30%. Okay, it's, about, it's not about, it's 30%. So in other words, the dividend that is issued to US ADR is also taxed 30%. Okay, so this is a tax structure thing that you need to know. Of course, maybe other people will have different kind of tax arrangement and all that, then that's up to you. But broad idea is, Everything that's listed in the US, if they give you tax, if they give you dividend, your dividend is taxed at 30%, which is not the case for China. So the second way to invest in China is what we call the Chinese A shares. Yes, uh, China has over time created a lot of different boards. <laughs> got HIB share, got all these kind of different things. But you can readily get access to China A shares today. And I will share with you a little bit more afterward from our sponsor. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. 
Okay, Chinese A shares is the real Chinese market. <laughs> the real one, uh, the real one. Essentially, you're holding Chinese companies in RMB. Okay, US ADR, you're holding Chinese companies or a representation of Chinese companies in US dollar, right? So you are essentially holding Chinese growth, but underlying you're holding USD, right? So the forces at play is US dollar and China's growth, right? It's two different things. But when you buy China through Chinese A shares, okay, directly in the Chinese market, you are essentially holding Chinese companies in RMB, meaning you get exposure to the RMB movement. Okay, you get exposure to the RMB movement. It doesn't mean that it is definitely better or worse, or RMB will hold or RMB will drop and all that, right? It doesn't, it's not to say definitely it is what it is, but RMB has been on the appreciation over the past decade or so, right? So if you go and track the RMB appreciation, it has been appreciating. So if you think about it, because we are not from China or we're not even from the US, right? We are investors from outside. This appreciation of the local currency can benefit us even more. Of course, depreciation also hurt us even more, right? So, <laughs> and, and for a long time, I know people don't think about this because for a long time, the world was peaceful. Everything was in US dollar. So as long as your whole US dollar is more or less fine. Unless you get Kiang, you interesting. You want to buy like Mexico market or something. I don't know, bro. Like, why are you in Mexico market, right? So, but most people will not think about it because it's either in SGD, which is our home currency, or most people invest in the US, right? Which is the global currency of the... Even if you invest in Hong Kong, you are essentially investing in US dollar because there's a currency pack. But now the world is changing. So more and more people start to care about this. Like, what am I holding in? What is the currency? So when you buy HS, you are essentially investing in RMB. First thing you need to know, yeah? And when you buy Chinese A shares, I think there are like, what, 2,000 over companies that you can choose from. So you have companies like Media, Mao Tai, and all these other Anta Lining, you know, all these brands, all, all that stuff, they are, they are there, right? And it's, it's open for you to buy, open for you to explore the full Chinese market, right? And that's the beauty of China A shares. Right? You, get, you are open up to all these different things. So I think about two to 3,000 worth of different stocks for you to pick and choose. The problem here is not all brokerages allow you to buy Chinese A shares. So this one, right, I will not shield any brokerage. Just go ask your broker, right? Do I get Chinese A shares? Right, because it is still the relative early days of the Chinese financial markets opening up to the world. So that means they don't always have it. Lah. So you got to ask your <laughs> you gotta ask your broker, hey, do I get it now? Huh? And if you get it, great, you can do it. If not, then if you really want this, you, you will need to change a broker. Right? So this is the first thing. And maybe because of the a slight difficulty in getting it, it may be a little bit more expensive. And also you need to know that when you buy in the Chinese market, you buy in lots of hundred. Okay, you buy in lots of hundred. Yeah? In other words, Let's say you buy Alibaba in US ADR, you can buy one. But if you buy in China, you have to buy 100. Okay, so there are differences in here. So different lot size and also different tax rates. It's about 10% tax on dividend in China. Okay, so these are the few things. And of course, access is different. But to me, all those things are like small little difference. The main difference is the RMB, right? You hold in RMB, you are buying it in RMB and you are direct full on in the Chinese stock market. So this is something to think about. The other big challenge investing in Chinese Asia is, is probably the language, right? Language. And because the search engines we use, they don't ex they don't really work in China, right? So like to be real, they don't work in China. Lah. So I, I've lived in China 
And the Google is macam horrible, right? Cannot, cannot. The Google is horrible there. <laughs> it's, it's cannot, it just doesn't work, right? So it does make it a little bit challenging, especially the language situation. Like one of the biggest problems why people are not investing in Japanese companies because they cannot read Japanese. Everything is written in Japanese, right? Or at least most of the companies, only the small handful of companies that are trying to meet the broader world will then do in English. Same for China at this point in time. But the simple hack of putting the Chinese company's name, let's say Mao Tai plus investor relation on Google tab, okay, on the Google search bar, can work for some companies, right? So if you want to search about Mao Tai, you can say Mao Tai investor relation on Google tab. You can still find some information. You may have to go through some aggregator and all that, right? But it's not as prevalent and yeah, a lot of the speeches are done in Chinese. So I think this is the biggest challenge for most people. It's just something to think about and something to note. So most companies that list through the US ADR method, because they're in the US, they have a whole system set up to present information in English and meet the international audience and all that, right? So I think this is one big difference when investing through Chinese A shares. Another one thing that I think I would like to highlight a little bit is that every time I search a company, a Chinese company, it's like Media or like Mao Tai or like Anta. Uh, on Google, the next few words is, is it state-owned? <laughs> so, so I think the Western side of the world and uh, this Western media has this big qualm with state-owned enterprise, right? Do them state-owned means not good, not efficient, not market-ready, right? But I have a different view, right? It, it does not mean that state-owned definitely is bad. doesn't mean that privately managed is definitely good, right? So it is still the idea that you got to evaluate the management, their history, their track record, the moves that they do. Right? Not everything private, that means it's better. Right? But it is true that if it's state-owned, there are other interests beyond just maximizing the market. So uh, at the end, I would just want to warn everybody, don't drown in this whole like state-owned, private-owned kind of situation. Spend some time to evaluate the management. Lah. Did they do a good job over the years? And is this a management that you trust and you want to use? Okay? So this is the real Chinese market, China A shares. And of course, the third way to invest in China is what we call the Hong Kong H shares, right? So simply put, okay, Hong Kong H shares are shares listed in Hong Kong, right? And while they are listed and based in Hong Kong dollars, Hong Kong dollar is packed to USD. It's like Singapore and Brunei, right? We move in tandem, right? Okay, we maybe Singapore Brunei are a bit crazy because we are like one-to-one, okay? Hong Kong dollar and US dollar are not one-to-one, but they move in tandem. If USD go up, Hong Kong dollar go up. USD come down, Hong Kong dollar will come down, right? So they are... And this is a legacy system, not something that China created. It's in, imposed and uh, instigated over time and implemented in Hong Kong over time as the British ruled it, right? So this is a situation, it's a legacy situation, but it has a lot of international investors to find comfort in Hong Kong, okay? So this is the situation, uh, some shares, however, are both listed in Hong Kong and mainland China. Okay, this doesn't, honestly, this doesn't really matter if you are already looking at investing in like Hong Kong or China. You're open to it. To me, it doesn't really matter as much. But interestingly, interestingly, uh, there's an interesting observation that if the same share is listed in Hong Kong and in China mainland, whether it's Shenzhen, Shanghai, somehow there's a premium in Chinese mainland. All right, so there's a slight premium for A shares as compared to H shares. I don't know the clear reason why, but the premium does not fluctuate a lot. Lah. And maybe the idea here is uh, there is some sort of stability 
or there's some sort of like an upside in the yuan. I don't know, right? I, I mean, I don't know how markets kind of do this thing, but the same idea exists, right? Arbitrage, eventually they will find an equilibrium that will be balanced off. Something that you need to know about Hong Kong shares, right, is that the lot sizes are, last warning, are always changing one, depending on what the company wants. So some companies have lot size of 100, some companies have lot size of 500, some companies have lot size of like 1,000. So it's like what you want. Very mahuan one. So, so, but, but okay, of course, eventually, as you get comfortable with Hong Kong markets, you this is not a big deal. Lah, but for someone that is like on the fence, you know, trying to buy Haiti Lao or something, which is listed in Hong Kong, uh, I was a bit annoyed. Like, eh, why is it different? Ah? Right, so I got to get used to it, right? So that is the situation. Hong Kong also charges dividend tax of 10%. Eventually, I do believe H shares will be dissolved. Eventually, okay? Maybe a few decades down. Because it is weird for a country to run two monetary policies. It makes it too complicated for them, right? So now that China has uh, reintegrated Hong Kong as part of its island, Eventually, I do think Hong Kong dollar will be dropped, the Hong Kong financial system will be dropped, and the whole thing will be integrated into one structure. But that is like a few decades down probably, okay? Unless big things happen, it should be a few decades down. Uh, it's just recognizing that, yeah, you can actually buy H shares and it's, it's much easier, right? More brokers provide H shares. Right? It's more international, currency is packed to US dollar, so it's a lot easier to provide H shares. Not so much ACS, so you really got to check a broker to see if it works. Okay, so yeah, these are the few ways to invest in China and I'm going to sum up today, right? Number one, of course, is US ADR. This one, a lot of people know it. Uh, the only issue here is that I think the delisting risk and the kind of friction between US and China is building up a little bit too much for comfort. And yeah, when you invest in US ADR, you are essentially holding on to China's growth China's potential, but holding on US dollar, right? Which is interesting mechanics. And it worked for a long period of time, especially when the Chinese tech want to get a higher premium. They go to the US to list, but things are changing. Second way to invest in a Chinese stock market or to own Chinese stocks is to straight away go into the main Chinese market, the Chinese A shares, right? So when you own Chinese A shares, you open up the whole repertoire, not just tech. You got all sorts of Chinese companies here, 2,000 or 3,000 for you to choose. And yeah, it's you're owning it in RMB. You're in the real Chinese market. <laughs> the bigger problem here is probably, yeah, you got to be able to read Chinese. Lah. You got to be able to consume some of these things and understand the nuance of the language and the nuance of management. So that's a real challenge there. The third way to invest in China, of course, is to invest in the Hong Kong market. And because the Hong Kong market is a lot more international, it started international, right? So it is like getting integrated back into China, but it has been international for the longest time because it's the trade port of the UK, right? So being international, a lot of things are things are written in English. Um, the currency is Hong Kong dollar is packed to US dollar and all that, right? So they, they have its own perks, but um, lesser access, right? But it's much easier to get Hong Kong access because more brokers are allowing that. So yes, these are the three ways to invest in China and stop thinking of like China just with Alibaba and Tencent, right? Those are the easy stuff. The US guys always talk about it. You know why? because they cannot understand Mandarin. <laughs> so they can only read the financial report that's written in English and only US ADR really write in English. Everything else really depends on company case by case. So yeah, with that, I hope you learned something useful today. See ya. Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the Financial Coconut. 
knowledge is that much more a part of an interesting way shared debated and discussed join our community telegram group follow us on our socials sign up for our newsletter and most importantly if there's one thing I hope you can do is to follow our YouTube lah, right we're putting a lot of effort in YouTube like share subscribe wise and shine chills we're gonna do more and more things on YouTube and I really want to grow the YouTube channel so yeah give it a shot maybe when you hang out with your friends you're not just like listening on the go. I mean, I'm a big podcast listener, so I get it if you're always on the podcast. But if you want to see your favorite personalities' faces, please, yes, follow YouTube. And yeah, I hope to learn something useful. We will see you next week. Okay, so yeah, that's it for whether you should buy Chinese stocks or like how do you go about doing it. There are different ways to go about doing it. I hope you get a broad idea of what's happening yeah, and probably yeah it's a thing like, it's a thing I mean I don't know how people are going to run away from this idea of investing in China as China continues to grow and expand its financial economy like I think they are preparing their own commodity market at this point they already set it up it's developing and all that right so uh, we'll see how things goes but I really find it very hard for anyone to be avoiding the Chinese markets right or even like crypto as a sector has grown and grown and grown so far that, you know, it's it's also becoming very hard to just avoid it. Same for the Chinese markets, right? Um, but I mean, it's up to you. This is not financial advice, but I know the broad landscape, you know, because of the incentive structure within the broad landscape, all these financial institutions, they keep telling you, you about US, US dollar, but because they are all out of this place, right? So they are all born out of this place. And don't get me wrong, I think the USD will stay intact for, for maybe another decade or two. It's not going to be like quick, you know, like it's, it's not like, a, oh, immediately everybody flip, you know. But my base case is I think Europe and Japan is done, right? But I, I think it's just very hard for anybody to avoid China at this point in time and also avoid the crypto market at this point in time. So we'll have to keep learning and keep exploring. But uh, yeah, don't, don't, don't need to rush into it, but don't avoid uh, exploring these spaces. You know, I, I feel like if you want to be an investor, where yeah, the, these places are, are real, right? you got to be there and, and look at some of these places. So I hope you find this China episode interesting. If you have any other specific questions about China, please let me know. Uh, casual observer here, huh? Okay. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit about wealth transfers, right? Because recently, there's been a lot of new products. And yeah, I know some people are planning for their kids or planning for their parents. So wealth transfer is going to be a thing, right? So what do you look out for in wealth transfers in 2022 and all that? So yeah, see you next week. Cheers.